chapter one of a popular history of the art of music from the earliest times until the present by w s b matthews this librivox recording is in the public domain book first the music of the ancient world primitive types of instruments and an artistic monody without real tonality chapter one music among the ancient egyptians by a curious fortune we are able to form an approximately accurate idea of the musical instruments in use in egypt as long ago as about four thousand b c the earliest advanced civilization of which any coherent traces have come down to us was developed along the nile where the equable climate and the periodic inundations of the river raised the pursuit of the husbandman above the uncertainties incident to less favorable climates while at the same time the mild climate reduced to a minimum the demands upon his productive powers for the supply of the necessaries of life this interesting people had a curious custom of depositing the mummies of their dead in tombs elaborately hewn out of the rock or excavated in more yielding ground in the hills which border the narrow valley of the nile many of these excavations are of very considerable extent reaching sometimes to the number of twenty rooms and a linear distance of six hundred feet from the entrance the walls of these underground apartments are generally decorated in outline intaglio if the rock be hard or in color if the walls be plaster as is often the case the subjects of the decorations embrace the entire range of the domestic and public life of the people among them being many of a musical character one of the first discoveries of this kind was made toward the close of the preceding century when bruce an english traveller found in a tomb at biban el muluk representations of two magnificently decorated harps played by priests these have since generally been called bruce's harpers the instruments have been represented in many ways by different writers the most curious perversion of the facts being found in burney's history of music where they have the form of the modern harp figure one harps pipe and flute from an ancient tomb near the pyramids several large works have been devoted to plates of the pictorial discoveries in these ancient tombs but not until the colossal work of lepsius issued under the auspices of the german government were we in possession of data for the study of this civilization from the standpoint of a progressive development the oldest of the musical representations are found in tombs near thebes and already we find the art in an advanced state the preceding cut shows one of these pictures a musical group is represented consisting of eight figures their occupations are designated by the hieroglyphics above them the harper is designated as harp scraper it is not possible to make out in the present state of these drawings the exact number of strings upon the harps but explorers agree that it must have been either five or seven from the length of the strings and the structure of the instrument without a pillar in front for resisting the pull of the strings the tones must have been within the register of the male voice 
the long flute played by the figure bearing the number eight must also have produced low tones it is not plain whether these players are supposed to be all playing at the same time or whether their ministrations may have taken place separately most likely however they all played and sang together figure two bruce's harpers the most advanced harps found in egypt were the elegantly colored and ornamented priestly instruments which bruce found in what was afterward discovered to be the tomb of rameses III at biban el muluk the black and white cuts give but a poor idea of the elaborate structure and rich ornamentation of these fine instruments figure two the instruments are not playing together each harper plays before his own particular divinity they occupy opposite sides in the same hall the players by their white robes and positions evidently belonged to the highest order of the priesthood the harp upon the right is represented by some writers as having had twenty-one strings whereas the one upon the left has only eleven this would be an interesting fact if it were well founded but unfortunately the truth is that the painting was somewhat defaced after bruce saw it and it was only within later years that a clever explorer discovered that by passing a wet sponge over it the original lines could be made out according to lepsius it has thirteen strings in the twentieth dynasty about thirteen hundred b c there were harps having twenty-one strings of which a good example is shown in figure three this instrument also is elaborately colored and ornamented in gold and carving the strings are shorter than those of bruce's harpers and the pitch was most likely within the treble register the second figure clapping hands is marking time the one upon the right is playing upon a sort of banjo of which mention will be made presently some time before the period of the hyksos the shepherd kings of the exodus there is a scene of a procession of foreigners presenting tribute to one of the sovereigns of egypt among the figures is one playing upon a sort of lyre later this instrument became the established instrument of the higher classes as it was afterward in greece and rome several complete instruments have been found which although dating most likely from a period near the christian era are nevertheless sufficiently like the representations of ten centuries earlier to make them instructive as well as interesting figures four and five are from fetis one of these lyres had originally six strings as is shown by the notches in the cross piece at the top they were tuned approximately by making the cord tense and then sliding the loop over its notch from the clever construction of the resonance cases these instruments should have had a very good quality of tone in some of the later representations there are lyres of twenty strings figure six a group of street musicians one woman with tall light harp of fourteen strings two sitara three tabuni or banjo four double flute five shoulder harp six singer clapping hands 
it will be observed that up to this point all the musicians represented are men in later representations women are more common figure six represents the entire musical culture of the later empire this particular representation belonging apparently to an epoch not more than a few centuries before the christian era the harp in this case is of a different construction and lighter than those in the former examples it would seem to have been played while the player walked for we find it in what seems to be moving processions the lyre occupies here the post of honor next the harp the banjo and double flute come next and then a curious instrument of three or four strings played while carried upon the shoulder several of these instruments have been found in a very respectable state of preservation their construction is better shown in the illustrations following the tonal relation of these instruments to the larger harps is difficult to conceive wilkinson gives the dimensions of the most perfect one in the british museum as forty-one inches long the neck occupying twenty-two inches and the body being four inches wide the instrument with the long neck and the short body seen in figures three and six belongs to the banjo family its resonance body consisted of a sort of hoop or a hollowed out piece of sycamore the sounding board being a piece of parchment or rawhide some of these have two strings others one three are occasionally met with the name of this instrument was tabuni and it was of assyrian origin it was afterward known as the monochord and by its means all the ancients demonstrated the ratios of the octave fourth and fifth as we will later see we have no knowledge whatever of the tonal sound of the music which so interested these ancient players and singers there is however an ancient poem called the song of the harper found in a papyrus dating from about fifteen hundred b c which gives an idea of the sentiments the music was intended to convey here it is from rawlinson's history of ancient egypt page forty eight the song of the harper from a papyrus of the eighteenth dynasty the great one has gone to his rest ended his task and his race thus men are i passing away and youths are i taking their place as ra rises up every morn and tomb every evening doth set so women conceive and bring forth and men without ceasing beget each soul in its turn draweth breath each man born of woman sees death take thy pleasure to-day father holy one see spices and fragrant oils father we bring to thee on thy sister's bosom and arms wreaths of lotus we place on thy sister dear to thy heart i sitting before thy face sing the song let music be played and let cares behind thee be laid take thy pleasure to-day mind thee of joy and delight soon life's pilgrimage ends and we pass to silence and night patriarch perfect and pure neferhotep blessed one thou didst finish thy course upon earth and art with the blessed ones now men pass to the silent shore and their place shall know them no more
they are as they never had been since the sun went forth upon high they sit on the banks of the stream that floweth in stillness by thy soul is among them thou dost drink of the sacred tide having the wish of thy heart at peace ever since thou hast died give bread to the man who is poor and thy name shall be blessed evermore all princely households appear to have had their regular staff of musicians at the head being the overest of musicians whose tombs still furnish some of the most instructive information upon this part of the ancient life people of lower social grade had to be content with the temporary services of the street musicians such as those represented in figure six they played and sang and danced for weddings and festivities and undertook the entire contract of mourning for the dead the measure being the production of a small vial full of tears under the immediate inspection of the relative of the deceased whose grief might happen to need this official assistance for warlike purposes the egyptians had a short trumpet of bronze and a long trumpet not unlike a straight trombone they had drums of many kinds but as none of these instruments have reference to the development of the higher art of music we do not delay to describe them one thing which might surprise us in casting an eye over the foregoing representations as a whole is the small progress made considering the immensely long period covered by the glimpses we have of the music of this far away race from the days of the harpers in our earliest illustrations to those of the last is more than two thousand years in fact considerably longer than from the beginning of the christian era until now the explanation is easy to find in the first place the incitations upon the side of sense perception were comparatively meagre neither in sonority nor in delicacy of tonal resource were the egyptian instruments a tenth part as stimulating as those of to-day moreover we have here to deal with childlike intelligences slow perceptions and limited opportunities of comparison hence if these were all the discouraging elements there would be but little cause for wonder at the slow progress but there was another element deeper and more powerful the egyptian mind was conservative to reaction plato in his laws says long ago the egyptians appear to have recognized the very principle of which we are now speaking that their young citizens must be habituated to the forms and strains of virtue these they have fixed and exhibited the patterns of them in their temples and no painter or artist is allowed to innovate upon them or to leave the traditional forms or invent new ones to this day no alteration is allowed in these arts nor in music at all and you will find that their works of art are painted or modeled in the same forms that they were ten thousand years ago this is literally true and no exaggeration their ancient paintings and sculptures are not a whit better or worse than those of to-day but are with just the same skill this which dr draper calls the protective idea was undoubtedly the cause of their little progress 
in another place plato gives a very interesting glimpse of the egyptian method of education and describes something having in it much the spirit of the modern kindergarten he says laws jowett's translation page eight fifteen in that country systems of calculation have been actually invented for the use of children which they learn as a pleasure and amusement they have to distribute apples and garlands adapting the same number to either a larger or less number of persons and they distribute to pugilists and wrestlers or they follow one another or pair together by lot another mode of amusing them is by taking vessels of gold and brass and silver and the like and mingling them or distributing them without mingling as i was saying they adapt to their amusement the numbers in common use and in this way make more intelligible to their pupils the arrangements and movements of armies and expeditions and in the management of a household they make people more useful to themselves and wide awake this together with the well-known expectation of the egyptians to be judged after death according to the deeds done in the body as our sacred writings have it affords a high idea of their serious and lofty turn of mind as well as of the great advance they had made toward a true notion of the means of education End of chapter one